There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What's up, gang? It's your boy, Richard Martin. That's right. He's back with another podcast, but this time he's brought AJ with him and Hi. his old pal Jeremy. So old. So old. So, so old. <laughs> yeah, the, the welcome along to the Cult Popshire podcast. Thank you so much. I've introduced us already, but this this episode is uh we're looking what are we doing, AJ? I'll let you uh talk about well, it. Well, last week uh we did our yearly tradition of uh looking at the films that uh, of of christmas past of years past mm. um, and talked about what we liked and we usually called that episode the most disappointing films of year they came out in but after some useful uh listener feedback we've been changing up the formula every year which i'm sure is worse for the, yeah. the um formula algorithm than, yeah but um so but we landed on uh, every film we watched in, or every movie we watched in 2022. So this episode is going to be called "Every Movie We'll Watch in 2023." It's not entirely correct when we're talking about every 2023 film we'll watch in 2023, mm. and even then, I'm sure we won't see half a dozen of these. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's what the episode's called, and it is also going to be a two-parter, just like the uh, last two. Um, but uh, I won't be putting time codes for what we talk about in this episode mm. because this is a look forward and so spoilers are nigh we know impossible. as much as you do exactly yeah. exactly and as always just a little uh warning up top or a little uh, disclaimer we're not going to be talking about every film that's releasing there's always going to be some that slip through the radar um there's always going to be some you know, there'll be like some Sundance favorite, uh, mm, there. Sundance and also just this past weekend, exactly. And um, yeah, this is this is really looking at more the sort of you know, blockbusters or you know big theatrical releases with a few little mm. caveats here and there. But yes, sorry if we don't get to the film that you're most anticipating. But the thing is, you can head along to our Discord and you can talk about it there. So that's uh, a yeah, not only you know it's 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 a nice it's also a nice plug. Um, as yeah, well as a disclaimer exactly. for, for people that don't know the way we record these is i i we do a zoom call where i zoom in to uh from christchurch and, and talk to jeremy and richard who are up in auckland and one funny little thing about that is because richard's office cannot really facilitate two people whenever we do this i just stare at a door frame and half of jeremy's face for about uh, 30 however long it takes to record these three mm. hours and i don't even see richard so that's that's my well there is his hand he's covered the lens 
Ah, oh, very nice. He's he's now moved it away from Jeremy so that I can't see. Oh no, Richard's there. Okay. Anyway, I just thought well, no, you like can't know... see either of us. Was that better? Yeah, yeah. Now I can't see either of you. The full experience of recording these is me staring at a door uh, and hearing your what, voices. Okay, what do you What do you want? Because I can angle the webcam. I don't mind. I just think it's funny. Like I'll almost... give you Jeremy because you see Jeremy less. Okay, that's a good idea. Um. To get me through it, though, I've got, um, and to get us through the next however many hours of podcasting we have to do, I do have um, four out of six cans from a six-pack of Sprite I bought today. Oh, fuck I, yeah, let, dude. Let's see if I can't make my way through all of them, maybe get a little bit tipsy by the end of the <laughs> All right, well, without further ado, let's... Jeremy, say something, bro. Say something. So He's going to make a sassy comment about how we haven't started yet. <laughs> Oh, no, I just, you know, just letting you complain. That's fine. Yeah. Like, those uh, those uh, little just... coloured candies aren't going to line themselves up. No, no. <laughs> I, I, look, my my phone is, is locked to portrait mode, so you know that I'm not oh, yeah. playing Candy Crush. Yeah, yeah. No, I've got this, like, uh, man, you put a couch on dollar reserve on Trade Me, oh, and, and, like, yeah. you get people, like, literally, like, so we put, we put, like, a set of, a, a table and chair set. Like very very nice table and chair mm-hmm. set on Trade Me for like originally three thousand dollars because it's Fuck. like literally you can to buy it all new would be around about eight thousand yeah and so we're like three thousand is pretty good we've ended up selling it for six hundred and seventy dollars <laughs> over the course of we've, we yeah yeah it's honestly Damn. I'm so pissed off but you we we had four different auctions mm. nobody bidding on it. Fuck. And then I put this this couch that's got really bad sun damage along mm. the back of one side of it, and I've taken photos of all of the sun damage. Mm. Put it for a dollar reserve on Trade Me, yeah. and made like, hey, this has really bad sun damage, as you can see in the photos mm. along the back of one side, but the rest of it's fine, so you can put it. And then then I've literally I've had twenty five questions on this yeah. bloody. Thing. Hey, like, I'm just wondering the, about that sun damage on the back the there. Latest, the latest <laughs> question is, I'm looking at the photos of the front of the couch and wondering when was the last time you cleaned the couch because there might be more sun damage hiding under any dirt that might be there. And I was like, when was the last time you did a deep clean of your couch, lady? Yeah. Like, who the hell cleans the... I vacuum it. Mm. Oh, my God. And it's just like, what what dirt and dust hides sun damage? Oh, yeah. man, I'm just... Are you glad that I'm? Are you glad that I'm talking now, AJ? Yes, I'm I, getting I riled am, up I it for you. I, I I once sold a car. I put it on up for eight hundred dollars, <laughs> and it was like perfectly fine. But it was one of these things. I could have sold it for about two grand, but it was making this weird noise. And I turned to the mechanic, and they said, "Oh, it'll probably be about a grand to fix." And so I was like, "Okay, selling this car for eight hundred bucks." And then someone came up and was like, "The the guy that ended up buying it was like What's the mechanic." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was he took it for a test drive, and he's like. Yeah, so it's um, it's pretty good. It's just uh, just making that noise, uh, and I was like, "That's why it's eight hundred dollars." And he was like, "Hmm, yeah, okay." And then he bought it. <laughs> it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like someone who thinks of themselves as like someone who could negotiate, yeah. but then absolutely <laughs> packs it in yeah. at the first sign of conflict. <laughs> I'm like, because this, uh, and AJ, when I was being silent before, I was writing a response to this woman who started- Listen, her, lady. Who started, <laughs> like, this is, uh, very close to listen, lady. Because she starts her question with, hi there, and then like, return. So it's a new right, paragraph. New, yep. You said there is sun damage. But when was the last time you cleaned the sofa? As I'm worried, there might be more sun damage on the front of the couch. Is it in good condition? Thanks, smiley face. 
and I'm like she seared smiley face yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've gone hi there there is discoloration on the back of the one side of the couch as noted in the description <laughs> and I have taken photos of every couch cushion to show how there is slight discoloration between some of the cushions and bad damage on the back of one of them I don't know how much clearer I could have been <laughs> yeah I think you might have some sun damage in your fucking eyes lady <laughs> <laughs> Um, for our international listeners, trade me is like eBay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At least you didn't do it on the Facebook Marketplace. Oh, is, it, is, is this still available? Is, is it still available? Is it still available? It's still available. <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> Hi there. Uh, I'll give you twenty cents for it. <laughs> or when people when it's like, oh, I'm selling this. You know, you sell of oh, this refrigerator for three hundred bucks, and they're like, I I'll give you a hundred dollars cash right now, and it's like, that's not more convenient for me a who wants cash b i'm at work like they're like i am on my way to pick it up now i have 35 dollars cash i am i am cloying and and desperate for a segue into the podcast topic i've finished off all four sprites in this entire conversation wow so let's how about we jump i'm kidding also the, the, just just as another little side note before we start okay, this never mind fuck me fuck what i think well no just that like that <laughs> might be distracting sprite, for some boy. people oh they're mini sprites oh right. oh, oh okay That's why i got four of them <laughs> it's like the i've lived in auckland for uh fuck how long has it been i've been here for 12 years yeah i've been here for like nine i think yeah like, well, no, yeah yeah no eight years and this is the rainiest i've ever seen oh, it's, it. it's the worst and like yeah. and and not just the rainiest but like sustained yeah like sustained torrential downpour so, i've just got a whole bunch of text messages from my friend whose house is completely flooded yeah. the bottom floor has like about 20 centimeters of water through the entire it's, floor it's so bad yeah like worst i've ever seen it but um like there is a nice little uh convenience or like um what's coincidence that like rain is quite a similar frequency to like white noise so it's very easy to take out of a recording (laughs) from what i understand from aj um but if you are hearing something else in our or our audio sounds weird it's because aj's had to do a little bit more magic than usual it's not me doing the magic, but thank you. It's the multi-band compressor and denoiser I'm chucking on it. <laughs> so, first up... Um, Your cult popture weather report has come to a close. So, this podcast is going to come out on, I believe, the 30th of January. Uh, so, the, the January's big release, um, if we talk about all the 2023 films, uh, was probably Megan, the Kiwi-made, ki- directed by a Kiwi um horror film that has gotten this horror comedy film i should say that's gotten this like amazing reception overseas i've seen it uh have you guys seen it yet megan no no but it's out on on vod now isn't it so um, yeah yeah <laughs> like the, it, the vod comes so fast these days the amount of movies mm. i've just like not been able to see for a couple of weeks in the past year or so and then i'm like oh it's out already if i'd waited three days to see puss in boots i could have just found <laughs> it on VOD. yeah but god you wouldn't want to miss that in the cinema no but i'm just, just as an example and also like this is still like listed everywhere as a 2022 movie as well wasn't it uh no okay i don't know i don't know i don't think it came out anywhere in 2022 it's it's probably maybe it was at a a festival because i think on letterboxd it's still didn't you see it in 2022 oh i did but i'm a i'm a special boy 
Yeah, it's listed as 2022 on, on Letterboxd, and that's where I get my... Oh, that's weird. Well, it was listed as 2023 for, on Letterboxd. For me! Really? Yeah. I'm not kidding. Like, I'm not just being smarmy. I'm, uh, I'm not interested. When I logged it, it was, because I was like, wow, my <laughs> I'll just be the audience surrogate film. here and be like, let's move on. Well, no, we've got to get to the bottom of this. No, 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 no. We, we got to the bottom of, of your bloody sun-damaged couch, oh, yeah. Jeremy. We'll get to the bottom of why Megan is listed as a 2022. <laughs> Goodbye, listeners. On some Goodbye. And a 2023 on some others. Well, it's wrong. I'm a boxed. Um, <laughs> it's a 2023 film. It's very much a 2023 film. The Sun. I had tickets to go see this last night, and I went, you know what? <laughs> I actually can't be bothered going to see that. That's the. So um, this is this is the follow up to the father. Yeah, and uh, yeah, like, and it's like, oh, the son is that a sequel to the father? Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> what, what, what was the father? The father, Anthony Hopkins won best actor for it. They thought it was going to go to Chadwick Boseman. It was that film oh. a couple of years ago. No, I don't remember yeah, at all. Well, yeah. Neither does the main character in The Father because it's about Alzheimer's. Oh. But Anthony Hopkins is in it, um, but it's like, it has 27% on Rotten Tomatoes, this film. Oh, Holy boy. shit. I know, boy. right? With like, and this kind of film, it's like, this is the worst kind of 27% on Rotten Tomatoes where it's like, they're this, really is, trying. this is failed Oscar bait. But this is like, it's based on, so I believe The Father, The Son, and then there's also a play called The Mother. We're all plays. Oh, I thought you were going to say The Holy Spirit. I've I've said this so many times this week. Every single time someone has said the Holy Spirit. And also with you. <laughs> um But the but yeah, so Florian Zeller, who won uh the best adapted screenplay Oscar for it, uh for The Father, also wrote and directed The Son and yeah, just did not. It's not an actual sequel though, is it? It's a Well, it's I mean like, like a... Anthony Hopkins is in it, so I, I think it takes place but in the same it... world. I don't know. Is he playing the same guy? Should we I mean if I'd seen it, I could have told you, but let's um There's easier ways to find out. What is what, what's mm. the IMDB cast tell us? Is the son a sequel to the father? Yeah, it's a oh, it's a prequel. <laughs> wow, what a shock. <laughs> yeah. Does he play the same character though, I guess? Because I understood Miller. it to be more of a I understood it to be more of a Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead situation. No, he plays the same character. No kidding! Wow! Yeah. A, a bona fide sequel to, like, an Oscar darling getting 27% on Ron Tomatoes by the same director with the same cast released only a couple years later. I feel like that is a yeah. very rare cocktail of a film. Wow. Speaking of cocktails of films... Hey, um, yeah. Uh, what do you get when you team up Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy in a Netflix buddy cop film? You get a film called You People. Pure I, trash, I'm assuming. I'm, probably, yeah. Like, I think it's. I this, think it just came out an hour ago or maybe in an hour. This this feels like a movie that an algorithm put together. Mm. It's also because like Jonah half Hill, of the ones on the list this year. Yeah. <laughs> like Jonah Hill doesn't do these films anymore, you know? Like, mm. What do you mean, these films? Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Films I, about police. I'm also just noticing... <laughs> the um, last minority left, am I right? <laughs> I, I just noticed, Jeremy, you haven't marked your most anticipated films of the year. But So just as we go through, can you let us know yeah, yeah, yeah. when we've I, reached By one? the way, I am, I am the audience surrogate playing the person who has not heard that. 
anything about mm. any of these films. For an audience surrogate, you certainly say you are one more than the audiences <laughs> usually yeah. go on. In this place, he even the TV... He, he doth insist too much. He, yeah. In this place, even the television's a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, writing, the writing on Cop Pop Show has gotten way worse since I yeah, arrived. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, I didn't mention, but as always, we've marked um, my most anticipated films of the year. We haven't said, oh, we're going to mark 10 this year or anything like that. We're just sort of denoted ones but also yeah funny thing about you, you being the one target it's like i've more or less stopped watching trailers as well like <laughs> because as, especially when i get to see these films like quite early and and i'm also i'm having to watch them anyway for my job i'm like what's the point of watching trailers yeah i like i i like if i can be surprised by the premise of a film um so there's a lot of these films i like can't even yeah, tell you what they're about really but um for example uh, M. Night Shyamalan's Knock at the Cabin comes out. Mm. Uh, it comes out this week when this is being released. Is this the What's... movie that's going to break the M. Night Shyamalan curse? <laughs> what M. Night Shyamalan curse? They're all beautiful in their own way. Yeah. <laughs> this this looks good. It looks, um, I think it looks better than old looked, mm. if that's any consolation. Um, I, and beso- even if it didn't, it has got to the point where M. Night Shyamalan has like reached this level of like, um, I don't know what you'd want Intrigue. to call it, but yeah, Curiosity. where it's like, yeah, it's like b- them being bad is kind of part of the fun now. Like, it's, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's like very... you go, you you, ga- you take a gamble each time. The the I can tell you the review embargo for this film lifts at four a.m. New Zealand time, the day of release. So wow, that's pretty promising, then, isn't it? Uh, that's generally not very promising. The later the review oh. embargo lifts is. Le- tends to be less promising because they don't want reviews getting out before oh people right have a this to is see a late yeah. this is a late re- re- okay i thought you mean there was an early one but that could also be because it's like you know he's famous for like his plot twists and stuff and it can also be to protect plot elements and stuff do but, you guys oh, reckon right. the twist is that they're going to be in the cabin for the whole movie and there's not going to be a knock i mean mm-hmm. i there's would a knock be in the trailer well, it could have just been Sorry, added. I'm burping to... up my sprites. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think that it's probably likely that this will be a one location discuss. I mean, again, I haven't seen the trailer, but a lot of discussions, sort of film, um, a play a, film. Yeah, a play it's film or a, a COVID film. It looks like a play. Yeah, I've seen the trailer. Do you want me to tell you what it's about? Yes, uh, I believe it has something to do with like some sort of cabin and there's like yeah, a knock there's a knock, yeah um what is the the log line of the film uh it's like a jonathan groff and his husband and his daughter go to a cabin that they're staying mm. at and then so you mean his Dave... wife right no 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 his husband <laughs> what and it's not even relevant what? Um, and Dave that's Batista the twist and... is actually like really relevant <laughs> Dave Batista and Rupert Grint and other actors I don't recognize show up and there's they seem to be some f- sort of like fundamentalist cult that believe they have to kill them as for whatever reason. Right. Sorry, you're saying that there's a fundamentalist cult who turn up and want to kill two gay dads and you're saying that yeah, the gay dad you, factor isn't a you thing. You know what? You know what? Now that I say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds pretty cut and dried, AJ. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's the same sort of thing, AJ, that you mentioned, that it's like, I'm equally intrigued not knowing if this is good or bad. Mm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, uh, finale to a much-beloved franchise, Magic Mike's Last Dance. 
We got to check these out someday, man. Yeah. I'm so intrigued by Magic Mike. People should suggest it for for Film Franchise Fortnite's 2023. Mm. Let's do the Magic Mike trilogy after this comes out because Yeah, I feel like I yeah, I mean I'll probably see Magic Mike's Last Dance. You know, hopefully they it's not too good. confusing. Yeah, well, I, I mean, mean apparently they've all the had good. pretty decent reviews, yeah. like better than yeah, they yeah. they should. What is, does Jimmy like him? I don't know if Jimmy's ever seen one. Wow. Yeah. They seem like Gemma films. <laughs> or maybe they're, maybe they're too horny to be Gemma films. I mean, if... if I mean, if, she has had, this, what, like three if, kids? Be very careful what you respond to this one, Jeremy. If this one involved um, Channing Tatum getting into a time machine and going back to, like, the sort of 1800s at, mm. like, a country manor in the in rural mm. England, then yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's actually hornier for women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. like if there's more clothing to take off from the start, yeah. Right. Then, yeah, you know, yeah. 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 I think. Totally. I, it's called. It's called Magic Mike's Last Dance. So this probably doesn't go back in time. Maybe oh it's the future. <laughs> Imagine if this was a crossover with Mao's Last Dancer, and it was a sequel to both. <laughs> we can only hope. Um, <laughs> there's a film coming out called Winnie the Pooh: Blood and Honey, and this is one. <laughs> what? Yeah. So this is a part of this trend of like. Speaking of Mao's Last Dancer, yeah. is it about? Uh, so it's <laughs> it's like it's like a horror film. It's like Winnie the Pooh reimagined as a horror film because now Winnie the Pooh's in the public domain. Not the Disney version of it, but, but yeah, you um, can't put a red shirt on him. But anything else is fair game. Yeah, and so yeah, that's part of this trend of like, and I personally I think it's the laziest fucking like I hate like so many people are like whoa what have they done this is so crazy say goodbye to your childhood and I'm like this is the most boring lazy like way to cover up that your film is probably terrible and just try and shock audiences into watching it I, 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 been... there's also a Grinch one coming out there was a Scooby-Doo one a few years ago and they're all just it's, it's such a stupid idea I think they're they're also um it, it, i've been watching a lot of re well re-watching a lot of arrested development recently and winnie the pooh blood and honey sounds like a fake movie that would be in an episode of arrested development yeah that like and, imagine entertainment is putting together yeah, in the, yeah, in the yeah. show and, and mm. maybe he's an, an executive for it yeah like it's it, it seems like that like it's like I can hear Ron Howard describing the whole Winnie the Pooh out of public mm. domain or in public domain thing. Yeah. And there'd be a bunch of jokes about how they can't put him in a red shirt and shit. Yeah. I do, like this feels to me like the pop vinyl of movies where it's like people, yeah, totally. people want to talk to me about it. it. People think I'm going to be interested in it. And I'm just like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Whereas you want people to just leave you the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so one of the one of the first big uh probably the year's first big blockbusters ant-man and the wasp quantum mania which interestingly uh, none of us have marked as our most anticipated (laughs) despite being a marvel film but this is the official start of phase five peyton reed becomes the first marvel director to direct an entire trilogy uh, which is real funny and he has said that this one he's he's acknowledged his place up until now as being the little palate cleanser after the avengers films and now he's like this what we want to make this as big as an avengers film um if you'll pardon the pun obviously because uh you know they go quite small in the film but this also is the big screen introduction of 
Kang, who is the next big bad of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I personally like I think it looks quite good, but and uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how well how good of a job it does really setting up the next four or five years. I I don't know if I've aged out of Marvel movies or if they have just if there's just too much of this bloat. Mm. Like I I don't know if it's an age thing, a stage of life. I don't think it's an age thing, but like I just don't care. Mm. Like n- nothing about another Ant Man movie raises the dial you know turns the dial i don't know what the phrase is but like i just you generally just, turn a dial instead of yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just i just don't care and mm. i'm not gonna see it and i and i'm not gonna feel like i've missed out on anything oh, and i think might. this is the end game problem is that like they literally had a movie Post called end game yeah. and then it's just like everything else feels like a coda and I'm mm. like, well, I don't really care about you, Coda. And and, and okay, they're taking a shot at last year's best picture winner. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you hate deaf people, <laughs> yeah. you hate deaf people. It's very ableist of you, Jeremy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I yeah, I mean, Paul Rudd, I think, is probably one of the more likable people that Marvel has assembled, mm. and I still I was care. speaking to someone who had a friend who worked on this film, and they said Paul Rudd. So now we can't say anything bad about. Well, they said Paul Rudd was a massive dick. No. Which is like this massive shock. But apparently it's just that he fucking hates Evangeline Lily. On the on her it was like the second or last day of the shoot, they did like, alright, that's a picture wrap on Evangeline Lily. And Paul Rob was like, who gives a shit? Just went home. <laughs> wow. Wow. Drama behind the scenes of Ant Man Quantumania. I don't think this looks very good. I think it looks pretty aesthetically ugly. Um and I'm not very interested in the story. I'm not very impressed by the director. And I think this is a strange move to introduce Kang in. But who cares what I think? Maybe I, it'll be good. I did read one theory which would be interesting. that Because obviously we, we know that there's like the whole thing of time moves differently in the quantum realm. That the this the, the idea that the, the this theory that the film will end with like Kang getting out of the quantum realm or whatever, and then Ant-Man and stuff come out, and they come out to a world that has been destroyed by Kang, and it's like, this is the beginning of the Kang dynasty, which is the next Avengers film. Can you just give a primer to a person who does not know what a Kang is? I, I, I'll just finish this thought. Yeah, yeah. Well. Um, <laughs> sorry, time to be real, guys. The... Um, <laughs> Uh, and then the, like all the films between now and Kang Dynasty will be like prequels to this kind of, but it's like, I don't know why that would necessarily be true. Um, I mean, it makes sense with what we've been told about the quantum universe uh, timeline, but, but yeah, I don't know. It just looks, I don't think I've, I'll see it because, you know, long may long live the King that is Marvel. So Kang is the next big bad of the MCU um there's the next avengers film is called avengers king dynasty and in, in his whole sort of thing there's that like um like thanos across the multiverse so if you imagine endgame is like the mcu and how they went back and visited different parts of the mcu yeah that kang dynasty presumably will be the same idea but with the multiverse and so kang rather than existing through time necessarily exists across the multiverse oh gross okay yeah no yeah no. and so the, and they've no. said that first one was the first three phases with the infinity saga this is the multiverse saga oh so. that's why i'm tapped out awesome <laughs> okay well good to know 
He's played by Jonathan Majors, though, who's a, a, a great actor. Yeah. If that's any consolation. What else has he done? He's going to be in Creed 3, which comes out of March. Um, Are we talking about that now? Because that'd be an excellent sequel. Almost. Um, there's one movie there's in between. There's actually one movie so in between, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's not in Cocaine Beer. <laughs> but he so easily could have been, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, is it anyone excited for Cocaine Beer? You can tell me about it. Is this another Winnie the Pooh out of... Um... No. <laughs> this is based on a true story about a beer that did a fuckload of ca- cocaine and just went fucking mental. <laughs> and that, it's, it's like... It's a very uh, embellished based on a true story. Yeah. But so the, the it's... It's a film that's embracing the meme of that as yeah. well. Who plays like, the beer? Mm. It's like a CGI beer, but um, what's his Olden Aaron Rikers in it, and he says the the line, "A beer did cocaine," and that's the movie. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it literally is. It's it's selling itself on the fact that you hear that premise and you go, "Oh fuck, this is going to be the movie." I mean, this this is going to be memed to high hell. People are gonna this TikTok's gonna go crazy over it. Directed by Elizabeth Banks randomly oh yeah yeah she's got a good comedic voice i'm i i have no reason to to not like it yet but i i've seen the trailer and mm. it was like oh yeah that looks kind of crazy mm. but not in necessarily a way that means i'll be rushing out to see it i mean aj you famously hated pitch perfect mm. well she only directed pitch perfect 2 which i haven't seen oh i thought you had seen it she didn't. I, she's directed two or three. I've only seen the first. Yeah, okay. perfect. I think well, she, 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 she directed, directed the worst two. one. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Pitch Perfect film franchise Fortnite 2023. <laughs> Pitch Perfect might be the franchise I hate the most that I'm most keen to cover. But, like, I love that we agree on it because I, I fucking hate that movie. Well, but, it's been 10 years, Richard. Maybe I will love it now. Oh, no. Maybe you will too. Oh, no. I could see you loving it now. I could see you being oh, like. Oh, get Yo. fucked. No, you, you'll Get message me fucked. after you watch it and you'll be like, bro, I loved that. I had such a good time. Bro. You're a different guy. Bro, dude. My dude, bro. No. I'll say it. I reckon you'll like it more than Magic Mike. No. Two franchises we're destined to cover this mm. year. So, yeah, Cocaine Beer. I, I, it'll, I, I think it's one of these things that... And, you know, you can't necessarily put this on a trailer, but... I it needs to have something extra, you know. It needs to have a surprising amount of heart or something like that mm. to really elevate That's it. A good way to put it. That yeah, yeah. I, it's Ray Liotta's last performance as well, which is interesting. Oh wow! Hope it's not a waste. Yeah. So now we are talking about Creed Three. I've marked this as one of my most anticipated of the year. Yeah. So this is uh, Creed takes on your character played by Jonathan Majors in the ring. There's Who's that? <laughs> he's in ant-man and the what um yeah I, I i i'm a little bit apprehensive about this one it's interesting this is michael b jordan's directorial debut you know one of these um actor taking over the you know taking and following in sylvester stallone's footsteps but i am also just like ah uh, i don't know if i am gonna like a creed movie without rocky in it and the thing is as well is like the rocky movies came out at a time when doing that many sequels was very rare it was you know? silly like we, as all hell we talked about it on on when we covered it on the on the episode um and i think it's very interesting that we're getting a creed 3 because i think while rocky sort of pioneered the idea of a franchise or arguably did in a lot of ways um 
Creed is not the type of movie you see turned into a franchise these days. Yeah. Like, it's very, like, especially, like, look at, like, the Oscar buzz of the first one. And, like, it's just, it feels like it's too good to be a franchise. Well, and I mean, yet we're getting the original. Hello, Oscar buzz about the first one. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's same, what I'm saying, though. Same deal, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Rocky had one best picture. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm saying like that. This wasn't a time before we had sort of like the, and maybe this is a good thing, but it was a time when Rocky came out. as before we had the like blueprint or the 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 structure for what type of films get sequels. Mm. And I I guess I just don't think the ongoing adventures of Creed uh, necessarily deserve sequels. And I think based on the premise and the trailer. It feels a little like it feels like it could very easily become very trite. Um, mm. Not that the Rocky series didn't get trite by the third movie, <laughs> but it was able to be. Whereas, like, I feel like Creed as a franchise takes itself more seriously than the midlife of Rocky took itself. Yeah, you I, know? I also think though that there's a there's a certain sense in which, for the business of Hollywood, Creed represents an opportunity to have a franchise that's like centered around black filmmakers mm. that like, and it got, a, it got a leap into kind of the, you know, the film world through its association with Rocky and Rocky Balboa being in the first two. Um, but actually now it's established Michael B. Jordan mm. as a main mm. star of a franchise. And so I kind of just go, well, you know, if it has the the sort of name recognition now, why not you know like yeah. actually use it as yeah, an opportunity good, to good give black filmmakers a go and you know and 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 it's not like a sort of uh you know it's not even affirmative action because they were really successful films and so mm. i reckon look if rocky can get a whole bunch of shitty sequels let this one have a few serious ones that are actually maybe pretty good yeah now when you say shitty sequels jeremy you best remember who you're in the, sitting in the same room as <laughs> <laughs> All right, so just to wrap up, AJ, you're anti-black filmmakers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Right, I was like, I was like, I thought you were saying my most anticipated film that I'd marked, and I was like, anti-black filmmaker. What the hell? Is that? <laughs> no, Ant Man and the Wasp is my most anticipated, not anti. Scream Six, AJ, you and I have marked this, Jeremy. Ah. Uh, I mean, if I had watched anything past Scream 2, I would anticipate this. Mm. I Look, if you invited me to this, I would go to it with you. Do you want to come? Um, sure. When are you um, going? Tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, Scream 5 or just Scream 2022 was like yeah, one of the biggest shocks of the year for me. And, you know, like, again, I mean, am I excited about a sixth Scream film that doesn't have Neve Campbell in it? and yeah i mean that that's that feels like a bigger hurdle to overcome because now the only remaining original cast member is courtney cox and but then you know if they can maintain the quality they brought to the last one yeah sign me up but i had plenty of reasons to be apprehensive going into the last one i feel like i have more reasons to be apprehensive going into this one this one is ghostface takes new york as well that's the, the that's, a, that's a good point because the yeah, like it's like they the directors who are doing the new ones taking over from uh, Wes Craven. It's like they proved themselves with Scream Five, mm. but then it's like, well, you kind of have to prove yourself again without Neve Campbell on board. Mm. Um, but that being said, narratively, I am happy to give Sydney 
erased. Yeah, yeah. Hot out. <laughs> I, I, like I'm not. I, I actually. I think something that we've discovered in covering long-running horror franchises that made me really depressed was like how inescapable they they end up being if there's like a star of the franchise, hmm. and they always end up dying in half a dozen, uh, you know, in in different canons yeah. and things like that. And it's just, I just find it really depressed when like someone survives a movie and then gets killed or gets back into trouble yeah i I would hate them to bring her back and and kill her and and kill her yeah which is what i think might happen with courtney cox to be honest Mm. i wouldn't be surprised i saw one theory that she'll be the drew barrymore-esque opening kill of scream six uh but yeah jenna ortega in this yeah her stars blown up in the last year she was great in the first, in the last one, and I I'm down for the premise. I think taking it to a new place, like Scream, feels like a series that has resisted change, mm. uh, and I think you can. It's it's surprising you could have you could do that five times. To be honest, yeah, I'm surprised yeah. that has hasn't already got stale. So yeah, take it. To yeah, and York. I can't wait for all the you know um, commentary about taking a film to to a new location. You know, like the whatever the, the yeah, destination right, sequel right, of course trope of course that's of course that's what it'll be yeah, yeah. right uh, jeremy this one i don't know if you'll be anticipating this but shazam fury of the gods oh absolutely is this one of your most anticipated oh probably yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah, yeah. there's just a new trailer for it out today actually oh excellent yeah I, look i don't have the same qualms about trailers so i'll go home and watch the trailer nice um but look yeah shazam my my surprise of the year that it came out and <laughs> whatever year that was (laughs) (laughs) Uh, whatever year it was i loved it love zachary levi um so yeah sign me up into it i'll go nice i'm glad we brought you jeremy this is very insightful (laughs) 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 what do you say about a shazam movie eh? like i mean it's you know yeah i think i think as as like much as i liked shazam which was yeah it was it was it was fun um I I'm so ready for just to bury this DC universe in its current state. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Shazam is the best new. part of it, and this is the last holdout as well. Mm. Oh, I guess Aquaman two would be, but that they've mm. already like they haven't said that Shazam. What is else being, is this the Flash? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but all these things have been said that they're being retired mm. more or less. Yeah. Whereas they haven't really spoken about Shazam's place, and it's just like, can you just tell us this is the last one, please? Mm. Because I'd rather that. Because <laughs> you're just making me too emotional, James. Yeah, yeah, James yeah. Gunn, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what I mean, what what does Shazam currently have to connect it to the current DC universe? Like they could the, just the headless um, Superman appeared. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Like it's just it's <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. But I know what you're saying. It could be a situation where it's like, well, we never showed it was Henry Cavill as Superman, mm. so it could be anyone as Superman. But then um, Black Adam shares characters with Shazam mm. and does have Superman oh. played by Henry Cavill at the end of it. They, they had their... When I saw the Superman cameo at the end of Black Adam, I was like, you fools, you had your way out. You could have just quietly let this movie bomb and then start again. And then they bring back Henry Cavill and then two weeks later while the movie is still in cinemas they're like henry cavill's out of Superman. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most counterintuitive like like um marketing you know like, i just thought it was so such a shoddy business practice mm. to do it this way uh, so, so funny, funny. so oh good but yeah yeah shazam fury of the gods is one that yeah like i i really enjoyed the first one but yeah i don't know how i feel about the second one 
Yeah, well, actually, thinking more about it, you know, now that I've mm. had some time to think about it, That's not okay. just giving the first hot take, um, the, the thing, one of the things I loved about the first one so much was that the heart of it really came from the, the, the foster family. And mm. I feel like that story has been told now. And yeah. so what, where, where do you go? Yeah, well, they're no longer a foster family. They're just a family. Ohana means family. I, you know what? I'll say it. I reckon big prediction. Big prediction. I reckon this will be bad. I reckon this will be disappointing. Yeah. I yeah. can see that. One that I also think will be disappointing is 65. Have you heard about this, oh, Jeremy? But that, uh, can I tell the story? Can I tell the story of what this film's about? I have a... Gr- I have a great anecdote. I'm cutting that. Every everyone, I want everyone to know. Jeremy just made a joke so lame, I cut it out of the audience. <laughs> um, uh, uh, editing on the fly. That's so yeah, good. Yeah, making a note for future ages. Okay, so so. Well, now you have to keep it in. No, <laughs> no, no. Now I have to take it out. Oh. That's what my editor brain tells me. So, 65, right? I yeah. it, this, this trailer drops, and it's like, watch Adam Driver's new movie, trailer for Adam Driver's new movie, 65. I chuck it on, right? And it's Adam Driver, and he's in space, and he's he's flying a spaceship that's got a bunch of people on board. And he's it's sort of very, like, um, and it gave me Passengers vibes. Yeah, you remember yeah. that movie with Chris Pratt? And I was like, oh, whatever. And, and I, my internet was really bad at the time, so I was like, I didn't finish the trailer. And so I was like, all right, whatever. All right, a couple hours later, um, I got stoned, right? Mm, and I'm sitting in it, my living bro. room. Drugs with- are awesome. <laughs> drugs are so cool i'm sitting in my living room high no one else in my flat is high and i'm like have you guys seen the new adam driver movie the trailer for it and they're like they're not because i live with as we've discussed on previous um podcasts i live with like indie kids right mm. so we all watch like a24 films and that's about it and so i chucked on this trailer while high and i got up to the bit where i was at and i was like yeah so it's an adam driver space movie and then he's like and then we crash landed 65 million years in the past and it's adam driver versus dinosaurs <laughs> and experiencing that <laughs> midpoint twist uh, high was like <laughs> one of the most like insane experiences i've had in my life <laughs> like to have put on a trailer i i was baked and half remembered it as like mm. this adam driver space movie only to find out it's an adam driver dinosaur movie was an experience you can't, you know, you you fall into that. You can't mm. manufacture that experience. You have to accidentally have it happen to you. So anyway, it's an Adam Driver uh, dinosaur movie, and yeah. it looks like it could be all good. I think it's it, a I terrible think it looks, title. It looks so bad. Also, so the, the, I, I the, think it looks fun. The the thing is, like, like in the trailer, the trailer, it's <laughs> like the title comes up and it says like sixty five, and then it fades in million years ago. It's like, Wah. but um, the tagline for the film is million years ago. The, the tagline for the film is the search for a new world led them to prehistoric earth. Oh my God. Um, and it's like, I saw this pointed out on Twitter, but it's like, it should be the search for a new world found an old one. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> and right also, also yeah. another, another problem with this is that tray, that tagline implies to me that Adam driver and his people are not from earth. They're from a, another planet and that they just happen to like it's more about this humanoid colony that arrive mm. on earth during dinosaur times and if that's the case then why is it called 65 million years ago because it's it would be 65 million years ago according to who's you know i think it's like a planet experience. of the apes thing but rather than going to the future they go to the past mm, yeah 
Um, I hope they're from Earth. Though. Yeah, yeah. I hope like it's a not. reverse 2001 Space Odyssey kind of. Yeah, vibe. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I do think that, um, yeah, it, it's it's so. Yeah, I, I, I like that. That tagline is. I feel like it has to have been that. Why would you write the first half of that tagline if that wasn't the second half? And then someone said, "No, you have to make it clearer." <laughs> So I mean, Adam, Adam Driver's normally good though, so I don't know. Does he pick crap? Not usually. Mm. Ah, this but, could be a start of a whole new generation for Adam Driver, Jeremy. Yeah, new Picking generation the crappiest. Crap. This honestly, like, like everything about what you've just said makes me go, "Oh gosh, I do not want to see that." But the fact, <laughs> like, I just I have to hold on to the fact that Adam Driver is one of the most watchable actors, and he's mm. also got impeccable taste. Exactly. So far, yeah, like he he. <laughs> The projects he's attached himself to. I mean, you know, you get invited to be part of the new Star Wars trilogy. Are you going to say no? Probably not. Well, and, and the first two were, were were successful. It was only the last one. Yeah, and he's already under contract by that stage, so you can't yeah. say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would say I would say the the closest he's gone to done to um, picking crap would be Dead Don't Die, but that was a that got bad reviews. But it was a Jim Jarmusch yeah. film, so you know, at, at the very least, he's like trustworthy of like auteur directors yeah. even if the film turns out shit i don't know who directed 65 so up, who right. knows what it could end up imagine, imagine if it's like michelle gondry <laughs> <laughs> and everything's made out of cardboard yes a it's classic michelle gondry trope directed by two people oh. scott beck and brian woods oh they co-wrote okay. a quiet place that's one of the big um uh one of the big selling points of the film do you know what? Legitimately, that's probably something they told Adam Driver. And he was like, yep, loved A Quiet Place. I'll sign mm. on. I reckon that was probably enough for him. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that is like, it's in the trailer. It's like, from the writers of A Quiet Place. Uh, John Wick Chapter 4. This, uh, I mean, again, I haven't watched the trailer, but this is like, uh, this this franchise is diminishing returns for me. Like, same. So, like some of it is so enjoyable and it still has some of the best fight choreography choreography you'll ever see but like i mean the first half hour of the third one was fucking incredible the rest of the film dragged on a bit is the wick burnt out oh <gasps> Wow, Jeremy, that'll that'll be the headline, um, yeah. if this get, if this gets lower than fresh on Ron Tomatoes, that'll be the like AV Club with the end um, of its Wick article title. Yeah, yeah, yeah John yeah. Wick That's burns good stuff. bright. Bring more of that kind of wordplay than the thing you said before that, I <laughs> that, that no one will ever know. Oh, yeah. No one will know. <laughs> oh what? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, can you start the sentence again, uh, Richard? Because Jeremy referenced the joke I cut out. Uh, over top of you talking. <laughs> Are you guys excited for Tetris? What? Oh, yes. What of me? What? Of... <laughs> wow. I didn't know you were going to say that. Yeah. The, um, How is this, this different is... to Pixels? So this is, um, it's called, it stars Taron Egerton, but I, I don't know 100% the details of it, but there is, I think there was a Do Go On episode about it recently, AJ, that, um, yeah, correct. about like the, russian versus american like rights ownership of tetris and it's oh, a story yeah. about like that behind the scenes um drama do you would you be able to give a pricey of the like pricey of that aj uh i mean that you basically did a pricey just then i would say this is not an adapt a, a video game adaptation mm. this is not an adaptation of the game tetris mm. it's not going to be like 
following it's a, it's a gritty dramatic backstory. following the owl shaped piece <laughs> yeah 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 it is it is yeah it, it, as far as i understand it about the the um like some some dude made it in russia uh, mm. at a time when you weren't allowed to claim ownership of an ip like mm. you like in in the whatever state they were yeah, in, in, com- in com- russia un- yeah with communism the state yeah, owns yeah. all productivity yeah right yeah, yeah. and so it went uh and like I'm trying to remember now, but but basically, what happens if that happens with the most successful fucking video game to that date, right? Like, yeah. how how do you how do you reap the rewards and benefits of an incredibly popular game when you've made it under a communist regime? Yeah, yeah. How do you solve a problem like communism? Yeah. <laughs> um, so AJ, is this the movie to break the video game curse? <laughs> I don't think it qualifies. I don't think, I think it qualifies. I think he knew that and was making again. a joke. Well, I'll still answer him in earnest because I think everyone deserves an earnest answer to every no. question they ask. I'm going to hold you to that. Well, what if I asked you, are you looking forward to moving on? <laughs> Just Stone. in general. <laughs> this is directed by Paul White's friend of our uh, brother of our friend, Chris White's. Stars Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda, who I imagine are two very Gemma actors. Uh, Lily Tomlin less so. She doesn't. Although we did watch Big Business a couple of years ago, and nice. she really loved that. Oh, wow. yeah. So maybe you can take it to moving on. There's also in March we've got a good person, which is this film that's Zach Braff has directed, and uh, yeah, he was making it for a long time. Stars Florence Pugh, and uh, yeah, they broke up at the start of post production. So he had to come I in so much stuff to, to say work about this. every day and watch her and edit her and yeah. oh sweet lord, and make okay, her look first good. First of all, yeah. As as much as I love Scrubs, Zach Braff has has like his the the ability for me to take him seriously as a storyteller um, in his filmography career has been challenging. I think um, Garden State may be one of the most like dated movies ever, like in terms of how good it was when everyone first saw mm. it. I think. It, it soon became like the archetype of a very specific movie to make fun of. It was, yeah, it was like the leader, right? And then it like had in its train, like in its afterwash or afterglow or whatever, like it's, so it's many. Slipstream? It's Slipstream? Thank you, Slipstream. Mm, apotheosis. <laughs> it was the apotheosis oh, of that guys, kind of film. The, it's Ouroboros. We're just eating our tail. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Ouroboros. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> um, yeah, like, and it's so funny to me. Like, and as soon as we, you started talking about this, I, the whole thing just washed into my mind. Like, yes, Garden State is that movie. That's the archetype mm. of it. And then everyone did it for like four or five years. And at about yeah. year two, people started to go, "This is a bunch of bullshit, isn't it? Mm. These female characters are flimsy as fuck. And like, these male characters don't actually deserve the attention they're getting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're all um, creative yeah. types written by struggling white creative type men. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I watched um, Wish I Was Here, his his second mm. film that he funded through partially through Kickstarter, and that wasn't very good. And then he sort of did a bunch of gun for hire films, I th- or at least he did one at least. Yeah, that one with uh, Morgan Freeman, who's also stars yeah. in A Good Person. Yeah, so to know that the next film is called A Good Person gives me pause because that's exactly the kind of Zach Braff bullshit you would call <laughs> your, your new film, right? Like, it so, feels so typical. So that's my first thought. It's almost daring someone to cancel him, right? Like, but I'm a good person. <laughs> um, uh, on top of that, the whole Flor- like the, the idea that Florence Pugh dated Zach Braff when she was like, 18 years younger than than him or whatever it was 
at the time I was like, as gross as this is, like Florence Pugh, I could so see being like the type of woman that JD would have j- dated in, in Scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> She's so close to Sarah Chalk, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. It kind of made sense in a weird way, but but now I view Florence Pugh in such a higher regard than I did when I found out they were dating that they are from completely different pedigrees in my brain. Yeah. Now. And I can't believe that Zach Braff dated Florence Pugh. That's mm. nuts. <laughs> it's literally like a star is born kind of thing. Like a guy who's like was yeah. famous, has the name recognition, like starts dating a woman like as she's sort of hitting her stride and then yeah. she goes on and just achieves greater and greater success and then he's like oh, okay i'm just gonna like how do you how do they even fucking meet tell what, me something in what, context, in what context would florence Pugh have met like like long has been sitcom star zach braff well maybe she walked into a room and there were a hundred people there and he was the only uh next up uh finishing off march we've got dungeons and dragons honor among thieves one of these one of these many films that cockily put uh, a subtitle in their first film i like i think it's worth it for when you get a sequel and then you have this Mm. neat um sort of packaging and if it was if they doesn't get a sequel well it can fall into the abyss this is technically though not the first dungeons and dragons movie richard this is the fourth one that is true when the tra- when it was announced and the cast started to get announced, and it's the guys that wrote Game Night and the first trailer came out, and I, it was one of these ones. I saw the reaction to the trailer before I watched the trailer, and I was like, and you know, everyone's like, oh my god, like this film looks insane. This is crazy. Oh my god, it looks so fun. And then I watched the trailer, and I was like, this is just a fantasy film. It's a fun, self-aware yeah. fantasy film, but it's not like it's not doing the Jumanji thing that you know looked like. Seemed like the obvious thing to do. So you're saying like the Dungeons and Dragons movie should surely incorporate characters playing Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, I mean, it seems it seems obvious, right? I mean, I, I, it, it, I'm sure there are things from Dungeons and Dragons the game in this film, but yeah, I'm just like, it's not mm. super obvious, yeah. Yeah, I reckon it outsider. is maybe it is maybe a more authentic idea to instead create a story that is so emblematic of teenagers writing it. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, like yeah. like it's it's it is the obvious choice to to do it as like this meta narrative or even if it's like a they get sucked into the world of Dungeons mm. and Dragons or whatever. But like I wonder if it's if it, it is it is actually a more well written idea in the end to instead like they're in a battle and there's something that happens that is, you know, I don't know, their luck runs out and it's I don't play Dungeons and Dragons, but something happens that's very clearly like if Dungeons and Dragons how people play it was a narrative it would be how like real people would react to these crazy dice roll style results to to everything they try and accomplish Mm. yeah and things like that i mean i guess this is just always the problem with converting games with a lot of different possible outcomes into one linear narrative but it's just like why are you doing this like why why are you taking something that is a completely different genre of thing and turning it trying to turn it into a film that has one narrative that everyone experiences 
Like I can tell you why. Do you want to know why? Money. money. But it's more. It's it is money. But it's it's probably more significant than you realize. I found out uh, on the Weekly Planet podcast last week. They were reading a, an article. Apparently, Dungeons and Dragons makes up seventy five percent of Hasbro's like revenue. Whoa! Think about how much Hasbro own. Transformers, like all these video. <laughs> Think about games how much money that company has, bro. <laughs> <laughs> But like, apparently, like it got to the point where good. there were there were going to be conversations about splitting off Wizards of the Coast, which is the company that the like sub company that make Dungeons and Dragons, splitting that off into a separate company from Hasbro because of how much money it makes on its own. It's similar to how the reason why um, Elsa and Anna from Frozen aren't part of the Disney Princess brand is because the Frozen brand dwarfs the Disney Princess brand in terms of like sales. Wow. So it would be bad for for the Frozen brand to pair it with it. Yeah, yeah. I it's, it's, it's crazy to me that if that's the case, that they that they did uh, what they did battleships before they tried yeah, to make yeah. it <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. Well, no, they, they did this try is make the it. fourth Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, it is currently rated as I think our lowest rated franchise yep. we've ever covered. The original, yeah, nineteen uh, nineties, early two thousands Dungeons and Dragons movie. The first one stars Jeremy Irons. They suck. They mm. are so bad. They are so they are like bad dreams in my memory. But like <laughs> the thing is with movies. Dungeons and Dragons is that the whole point of it is that you're kind of playing with the Yourself. fantasy world that has been done in so many movies before yeah like yeah. there's elements it's, it's of the these... uncharted problem yeah. it's like making a movie out of a, a video game that's based around what would it be like to play a movie yeah it's mm. like, like what would it be un- like to make a movie out of a game that felt a little bit like lord of the rings mm. hey! yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and like a smart filmmaker and game night is a great film a smart filmmaker would accept that challenge and try and weave that into how the film is presented. I'm not sure. I'm I'm saying I'm staying cautiously optimistic. I think it is a fun cast, uh, but it, it is also the kind of movie that you could just see. Like, like remember when Baywatch came out, mm. and like judging purely by the trailers of Baywatch, I would have been like, this could be good. You know, mm. I'm not amazed by anything in the trailer, but like I wasn't amazed by anything in the trailer for 21 Jump Street. And look how that turned out. Mm. And then Baywatch just like turned out to be this massive like clod. I could see something similar happening to Dungeons and Dragons yeah. or something like Game Night, you know? It's mm. hard to tell. Yeah, It's a mysterious looking year ahead. Mm. So next up is one that I've marked as one of my most anticipated is the Super Mario. Where are Mar- we in the year? Uh, this is starting April now. Uh, the Super okay. Mario Bros. movie. I can't wait mm. wait for this. Like the animation alone looks fucking amazing. Mm. Um, Chris Pratt is such a great cast as Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no issues with Chris Pratt's voice really. I think it's so fucking funny that they cast him. The rest of the cast is great, but... Um, yeah, this whole thing of like, no, it should be Charles Martinet. It's like, I don't want to listen to that for 90 minutes. Ah, 100%. They had a problem they ran into when deciding to adapt Mario into a full-fledged story, which is you just cannot sustain a story with the main character speaking in like dialogue that is more significant than yippee and let's go. Like imagine if it's Mama like- Mamma mia. What? I'm just going to make up the, pl- the plot of the Super Mario movie, right? It's going to be like- 
Imagine if like they have to get Princess Peach off off Bowser, and then you had Charles Martinet in the role, and he's like, "We have to go and save the Princess Peach. Here is our plan. We are going to like anything extended, <laughs> anything more than a few words mm. is going to be like minions level maddening. Yeah, you know. Yeah, totally. And so I'm not saying Chris Pratt was a good choice. I think there probably were better choices, mm. but it is it makes sense to go in a different direction. Um, and I similarly. Mm. Uh, I think this could actually turn out quite good. Um, I think Nintendo have a firmer grasp on their IP than most video game movie adaptations that get made. I mean, Sonic's quite a good one, but like Sega has famously does not know what to do with Sonic. Yeah, exactly. And so I think, dare I say, in almost a Kevin Feigean way, that I think that it would not be foolish to put your stock in Shigeru the Mario being good mm. I just think it's absolutely hilarious that like there's even an online conversation about like they should have cast an Italian actor for mm. this Italian character <laughs> I was like yes this this completely genuine Italian plumber who has been sympathetically written by the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. by the Japanese yeah. video game people fighting off those traditional uh, Italian uh, yeah. uh, monsters the enormous apes yeah. <laughs> I do think that like um, and if it seems like it's the voice Chris Pratt's doing is yeah like it, it would be funny if they got um I don't know, like a, a tiny Montana, <laughs> a Joe Montana. I reckon type. John Turturro would have been a good. Mm. No, American you know who would have been great? Cast. The guy from Life Is Beautiful, Roberto Benigni. <laughs> How good would his voice have been? Like actually, though. Buongiorno, principe, sapi. I'm all like very good, Jeremy. I should get you to do it. <laughs> like uh, they should have got. What's his face? Um, Viggo Mortensen doing his voice from Green Book. Like, that's what I picture. That kind of <laughs> yeah, like, right. hey, buddy, hey, Bally, hey, 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 yeah, oh, yeah. oh, hey. <laughs> that's, that should be yeah. most of Mario's dialogue. <laughs> Gandalfini, if he was still alive. Yeah. Been watching a lot of Sopranos. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear about Bowser or his cunt life ever again. <laughs> <laughs> this was an interesting one that's like, oh, yeah, this is a movie that's coming out and then the trailer came out and completely changed my expectation of it is renfield have you heard about this jeremy no explain yeah so nicholas holt plays uh this guy so the trailer i'll take you through the trailer nicholas holt is in the support group and he wants to get out of a toxic relationship then he's talking about this toxic relationship and he's like oh yeah like it's with my boss this guy's a total dick um and then at the end of the trailer his boss shows up to the meeting and he gets invited in and Nicholas Holtz tries to stop them from inviting him in. And it turns out his boss is Dracula played by Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yes. Sign me up. And it's, it's written by, I believe Ryan Ridley, who's one of the main writers for Rick and Morty. This is so interesting because this this has been in the works for a while. Renfield is a character from Dracula. So yeah. It's his, it's, his, his ego yeah 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 and when um set photos first came out i remember like nicholas cage was wearing this bright red outfit and people were like oh it's because it's going to be black and white and this particular tone of red is like really striking when it's made black Mm. and white or something like that and like i was anticipating a much much more serious movie (laughs) Mm. than what the trailer indicates because i think i think also it's also in color it's not black and white renfield like can eat bugs and then get power or something like that that's like the power dracula's given him and so he's like (laughs) i have this ability but i 
I want to get. I still want to get out of the relationship. Nicholas Holt is great. I mm. really enjoy him. He he, man. I I'm quite in awe of people who manage to make it from like cloying child star to actually like mm. seriously fun and good to watch adult stars. Yeah, totally. Um, Richard. So, what's your perspective shift on this movie? Have you gone from yay to nay or nay no? No, no. Yay? It's it's just just what you were saying that it's like, um, right. like a tonal shift. It's less so my. Uh, anticipation of the film and more just my expectations of the film yeah but i, I probably I am know. looking forward to it more now than i was like i think it, i'm the opposite it seemed like one of those things that was like oh nicholas cage the internet's favorite actor is is taking on the role of a lifetime as dracula and now that it's like he's playing dracula isn't that crazy i'm like oh, okay i kind of prefer that like i'm less interested in it is in it a not the boring, same thing well, I'm less interested in like a boring period piece, like or like I was expecting like a um oh Willem Dafoe, which just happened today. Willem Dafoe is being cast in Robert Eggers' Nosferatu, and I'm like, yeah. that's the thing that 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 sentence gives the internet boners, but it gives a different part of the internet boners to the type of people that and and Nicolas Cage as Dracula, depending on which side of the internet you're on, could give you a different boner, and I'm and. <laughs> I think there's more than two sides of the internet for those boners. <laughs> I, th- I think I'm more of a Willem Dafoe Nosferatu boner than a Nicolas Cage in a comedy Dracula boner. Mm. I think I, I but, also you just know, thought boners it come fun. in different shades and different, many different flavors of boner mm. when you're at the end like receiving the boner. I so, did not like, expect to hear the word boner this many times in this well, podcast. You should have. You should have. Mm. We are talking about what we're anticipating. And boy, am I anticipating my next boner. (laughs) 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 Um, The whole day's planned around it. One of my, this is, um, uh, actually it's not, it was when I made this list, it was undated, but it's now received a date, is Bo is Afraid, the new film from Ariaster. Mm. Can I, can you please put a little green check next to my name for for this movie? Because I'm anticipating this. I think this is I just found out it's three hours, which um, very much dampened my expectations for it. Take the green tick off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I haven't watched the trailer for this, but I I saw like a screenshot of, um, uh, yeah. Let me walk you through the trailer. (laughs) You stop watching trailers, but then your best friend just tells you everything that happens to them. So this is, this is, I was going to say, I'll just get you to tell me instead. (laughs) (laughs) Ari, Ari Aster's new film. So Ari Aster directed Hereditary and Midsommar to, um, pretty, uh, like him or or dislike him. The two, I think very significant conversation commanding films Mm. of the last five or six years. Um, and so this is his first one since Midsommar in 2018. Uh, and it, it, what it looks like is that, uh, Ari Aster does not want to have like a distinct visual style across his movies. Mm. He wants to be very different in everything he makes. Um, and so this is about uh, Joaquin Phoenix, who appears in different ages throughout the film, including as like a prepubescent boy. It's a different actor done the- playing him. But it, well, it looks pretty fake to be a different actor. Uh, it, I, I, I believe think, it I think is. Done- I've, I've seen this. I, I think there might be some sort of... Um- digital work but yeah it is a different actor as far as i'm aware right well it it there's definitely been some digital work because he looks uncanny slightly Mm. i i can't really tell you what it's about beyond it just being like this like it, it goes across this guy's life but like 
it's got like him walking through like a cardboard cutout yeah. meadow, like a like a, almost like a um a stage play at one point. It looks very strange and very exciting, and I reckon. Uh, What's well, got Nathan Lane? Dan... In it. I just added it back onto my anticipated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nathan Lane's in it. I reckon um, the the dam has broken, gentlemen, on a new trend we're going to start seeing swarming into into Hollywood for better or worse. I think I think uh, this wasn't necessarily the inception, but I think everything everywhere all at once um, brought into the mainstream prestige the idea of being weird and zany again. I feel like mm. weird and zany prestige films have taken a back seat for the past 15, 20 years. And now you're allowed to make a weird film and still get nominated for an Oscar again. Mm. And I reckon this is, this is in the slipstream of everything everywhere all at once. Kind of like the return of like the being John Malkovich of it all. Precisely. It's, 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 it's taking the, the um, endless possibility of what using multi, a multiverse as your story engine is. It's taking that and removing multiverse from it and, but keeping all the, insanity that is associated with it and i think bo is afraid is going to pair nicely with everything everywhere all at once another one that just i recently added to my highly just found out it was coming out the other day um is suzume which is uh, a new film from one of my favorite filmmakers uh, makoto shinkai who made your name and weathering with you this is an anime film and in fact, I think we oh. saw the trailer for Weathering with You when I, you and I went to the film, to, went to the movies together, Jeremy, and you turned to me and were like, God, I couldn't be more fucking uninterested in that piece of shit. And I was like, <laughs> I can't wait for that movie. <laughs> I was like, yeah, like this sort of serious anime like mm. genre. But is, I also is, think is, I that- think where the, we like are yeah. furthest apart. <laughs> but I also think that it's like the way that- um, I think I think Japanese because it was a Japanese language trailer, and I think that they market their films very differently. And it's like I, I, I defy you to not like the film Your Name. But if you watch the trailer, if I showed you the Japanese trailer, you'd be like, "I'm not watching this." Is this our bet for the year? Am I going to watch Your Name and like- as if you'll watch it, Jerry? <laughs> okay, hey, I watched the first half of Nope last night. That's so depressing that you haven't finished it yet. <laughs> hey, I had work today, all right? I, I, there I missed... is an expiry date on how long you have to watch a movie after you pause it. Hey, to go at to least sleep. it's not going to be four and months like it was everything you're Oh my once. God, how did you do that? Why would you not just start the movie again? Four months? This is madness. <laughs> you know, that, um, that actually reminds me, I need to watch the last like 40 minutes of Princess Modern, okay? Because <laughs> I watched the first half of it and then I watched another half hour and then I completely Start forgot. It again i completely forgot i haven't finished it <laughs> until just now but yeah I, I, like, I actually don't know too much about the plot it's about a girl who finds a mysterious door but if it's anything like his last two films it's like, oh, beautiful gorgeous um evil dead rise this is another one that um there's been a trailer out recently that i haven't watched but don't they I, always though evil, the, the evil dead rise yeah don't well, they i think rise? it's in this one it's like the rise refers to that it's like a it's like a high rise oh it's like, right it takes place in a it's building like, it's it's evil it's dead like in a, an apartment complex it's yes. like an address like oh and over yeah, yeah, here yeah, is yeah, evil dead rise yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i genuinely think that it's like yeah that's part of the joke but um this is one yeah i didn't watch the trailer but i watched descriptions of the trailer i watched people's reactions to the trailer <laughs> like, this is the fucking scariest trailer i've ever seen and i'm like oh god i'm going to review really? this aren't i god i wouldn't call it the scariest trailer i've ever seen um but i don't know i've heard it's i've heard from my sources who have read the script that it's uh not very good but wow. uh 
what you know who cares what will that do to the evil dead brand nothing they're mm. just happy to lap up any new content yeah um, bruce campbell's not in it but he's an executive producer and he just tweeted today being like my dna is all over this film <laughs> yeah I, I, it was a cum joke like oh okay. um, don't yeah don't be grossed out he did it on purpose <laughs> yeah this is one that i only put in here as a jeremy slash Gemma movie um i don't know too much about it but um, mrs harris goes to italy there actually <laughs> is two, there is two sequels to well, there's three sequels i think to mrs harris goes to paris um and the, each the of them book. she still goes back to paris but this time she goes to givenchy and then the <sighs> next time she goes to balmain <laughs> <laughs> um is this some kind of mrs harris goes to paris deep cut oh because mrs harris goes to paris she goes to dior yeah. to get a dior dress and the whole point of it is that she goes to paris ah, all right to um, so yeah there's Whatever. mrs harris goes to new york is the second one they need to rhyme um and then there's mrs harris mp <laughs> where she becomes an elite to oh, actually books yeah and yeah, then yeah. Um, mrs harris goes to moscow where she gets mistaken for a russian spy <laughs> The most insane sequel. Mrs. Harris goes to Moscow where she's now like, it's like literally all the way to the present day and she's like 100 <laughs> years old and solves the Ukraine war. Yeah. Like, this this is like the the brave little toaster goes to Mars levels of like yeah, it's incongruous insane. sequels I haven't watched. I um I asked the director if they were looking to make them and he said he's currently writing one and he, he wants to make all four. Oh, sweet Lord. <laughs> so anyway, it's Avia God. It's me, Margaret. I, I don't know anything about that. Is this not already a movie? I, it's a book. I, I, apparently this is the first film adaptation. Who's in it? Oh, fuck. Okay. I want to say Julia Roberts, but I think I'm thinking of Eat, Pray, Love. Rachel McAdams. Yeah, a Julia Roberts type. The Julia Roberts of her day. Yeah, it's, absolutely. She's the Julia Roberts of her day. It's um, directed by Kelly Freeman Craig, who um, wrote and directed The Edge of Seventeen. Hey, Joe. Oh, that's a great movie. It's a, about a sixth grader who grows up without a religious affiliation because of her parents' interfaith marriage. It was like a... Wow. Yeah. That sounds great. Not to be like an old lady, but... <laughs> but are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Sounds kind of compelling. It's just taken, <laughs> shot to the top of my most anticipated list. <laughs> By the way, having introduced this as um, a Gemma movie, uh, I don't know how, how offended I should be on behalf of Gemma by you being like, <laughs> not to sound like an old lady, but I might say no, this. I, I'm not calling Gemma an old lady, more saying that like... No, it's a joke because the whole, the whole point is that Gemma movies are old lady movies. Yeah. Okay, well, you said it. There yeah. you go. Okay. She's not, she's not going to fucking listen, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, her, her brother does, and he reports back. <laughs> oh, I know. Hi, Gemma's brother. Did we meet at the wedding? Yeah, we probably did. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. James Gunn's sort of last thing of Marvel, and then he's bloody God. out. They're all going to fucking die, aren't they? Why wouldn't you? What well, Drax is presumably going to die. Batista said he's done. It seems like Rocket's going to die. Um, I'd I'd yeah. say kill three of them at least. That's the way to do it. Mm. Kill the Guardians or the Galaxy, whichever one. I don't care. Mm. But you, uh, you live in the galaxy. the galaxy. This is this is oh, oh my it's God, just Jeremy, again like it, all of it's just dragging on too long. Like just stop trying to squeeze the orange. There's no juice yeah. or pulp left. Damn, that's deep. Did you just come up with it? 
Maybe. Marvel fans be like, I'll eat the skin. <laughs> <laughs> Would anyone like a zest? Um, yeah, but it's interesting. Like, yeah, is there anything really worth saying about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? I mean, I think it'll be good. I've marked it as one of my anticipated because I trust James Gunn as a filmmaker. And I think that the emotional maturity of um, Guardians Volume 2 is the best in the, the, fr- in the MCU. Yeah. It is interesting so. that like James Gunn essentially started off the the like he was the first mover in the sort of what then became the Taika Waititi kind of vibe. Mm. Um and then he also in second Guardians he sort of added in the layer of kind of warmth and yeah. depth and all that sort of stuff. I think Guardians of the Galaxy probably deserves a bit of credit for what you were sort of talking about of this goofy renaissance. Um mm. that you know, it's okay to because because i mean like you know and on the sort of blockbuster level not so much i guess on the oscar level which is what you were talking about but that you know before guardians everyone was like fuck this might be marvel's first bomb no one knows who these characters are the film looks too silly but yeah well, it worked. and, and, and yeah. also now the sort of the yeah. prestige the massive prestige um superhero movie before that was infinity war right no 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 sorry um avengers uh, the first uh, one. was that first avengers film Oh, is it come out before? Um, what was the terrible one? The second Avengers movie, Age, oh, of, Age Ultron. of Ultron. It came out uh, before Age of Ultron. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because Age of Ultron, I think, is the the prime example of how bad that kind of we can't take ourselves, we have to take ourselves seriously kind of mm. superhero movie. And Guardians represents mm. kind of like the release of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I the agree. film before Guardians would have been Winter Soldier. Which is like the, the plus, but, but, but before that would have been um, Thor two, which is like the yeah, apotheosis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another Gemma movie I've written down is uh, Book Club two, the next chapter. Oh, absolutely! Sign me up. What is it? What the I fuck is Book Club? <laughs> yeah, what the there's another Book Club movie. Uh, did, did you message us the other day? Someone messaged me. No, there might have been someone on Discord. Was like, oh, they made a sequel to Book Club, and I thought, like, the fuck is Book Club? <laughs> I just think of um the potato um that that literally literally the literally peel society or whatever it is like literary yeah 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 yeah, which i never saw but again in very much in the vibe in the vibe in the vein there was um i um (laughs) went out to dinner with jess and her mum, and jess went to the bathroom and her mum was like oh i see there's that that movie coming out that's like the potato peel pie and i was like i'm sorry what and she's like (laughs) Oh, there's like this this movie. It's like the literary, the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. And I was like, I'm These so are just sorry, words. Michelle. These I have just no words. idea what you're talking about. She's like, no, it's like, do you, do you know what it's called? It's called something like the, and like she was saying the actual title of the film, but I was just like, those words don't make sense. You're high, Michelle. Yeah. You're high. Yeah. And then I found out that it was, it was actually a movie and she had got the title right. Fast X. Funny, th- th- this is I think the second time we're like because they've said the trailer is going to be out this week or probably maybe out this weekend or early next week that this is like the second time we've recorded a most anticipated podcast where we've talked about a Fast and Furious movie not knowing anything about it and then the trailer comes out before it's released before like the podcast is released well let's embrace it let's make some predictions then I reckon um, it'll be very Han heavy I think we'll get um We'll get Jason Statham in the trailer, and yeah. it'll deal with the the fallout of that. Yeah, what's gonna, what's going to be the big reveal in this trailer? Uh, I reckon another relative, another Toretto is going to show yeah. up. Yeah, is there? Oh no, um, oh, Gal Gadot maybe. 
Gal Gadot being alive despite dying on screen. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Walker, but no, no. Yeah. Oh, that would that would make my jaw hit the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but they went to space in the last one. Yeah. They're gonna go to heaven. Now, yeah, now they're going to <laughs> Last year we we defied space we defied the, the laws of gravity. This year we're defying the laws of death. Yeah. We talked we talked about back. a movie in the uh, most well in the every movies podcast being an atheist movie. This will be a full Christian movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they yeah. go to heaven. <laughs> yeah. Are you looking forward to this, AJ? Nah. I'm a, I'm tapped out. I think they 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 flirted with me enough to get interested and that peaked at Furious 7 mm. and I haven't really been impressed since then. I can't believe the 180 I did on F9. <laughs> I had the time of my fucking life at that movie. I can believe it. And then I watched it on um in on on the Chatham Island. I watched watched on Chatham Island on my sky and I was like this film wasn't good. Well, because they're cinematic films. You've got yeah. to see it at the movie. We were I also, telling you this, Richard. We were telling you. You it was also, listen to It me. was one of the first big blockbusters that I saw after like lockdown. Oh, yeah. And like when films you, were, that, you didn't acknowledge that when we chatted. You were like, you, it was so funny, man. Like, <laughs> I don't see how you could watch this one and think it's any better or worse than any of the others. And I was like, that's describing the, the experience I had with this movie. You were so confident. And then you very um, sheepishly were like, you know what? You were right, it's not good. <laughs> I only watched like half of it, to be fair, so maybe the bits I missed were the good parts. Um, yeah, Little Mermaid live-action one. Jeremy, I know you had an issue with them changing the race of the... Sea Witch. Character, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- Claire, I, mean, I just... Because you say that, I need to clarify that that is a joke and I absolutely did not have a real issue with that. <laughs> 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 Um, <laughs> before anyone else in the discord tries to make a meme and then gives up the, 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 it is funny that like um so the, they released the first trailer for this and like it looks nice well, but okay, no actually it doesn't really look that nice it looks like um th- this washed out dull dreary color palette that they've done for all the live action films but i think hallie bailey's voice sounds like she's got an incredible voice i hate the little trill that she does when she says wish i could Mm-hmm. it sounds like someone singing the national it's, anthem it sounds exactly like how richard just did it it's but like when people when people sing the national anthem they're just trying yes. to show off and their, their range and i was like uh, it, this I is think, my version yeah i and it's yeah i just i just listen i don't know i didn't like that but she has an incredible voice and i have no issues with her playing the character i just didn't like that one specific moment yeah I, I have you guys seen the video of the, it's called Angry New Zealand Anthem? <laughs> no. It's like from like some kind of I don't know what it is, but some some event, public event, where there's a lot of people around and someone's singing the national anthem and it's you can't see who it is. It's just filmed from somewhere in the crowd. And it's like, um <laughs> it's so funny. It's like um what's the final line of the New Zealand national anthem? God defend New Zealand. God, God, it's like God defend New Zealand Oh yes, 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 yes. I have seen it. <laughs> I have even like tried to go for something like inspiring but then it ends up just sounding like psychotic like he sounds so angry at the end i'm gonna put a clip in it's so funny
is real good. Land! Yeah. I, the, the problem with all of these live action things is that it's like they all have this need to justify their own existence. Um, and like with Beauty and the Beast, it was like, well, what if we told that story? But instead of Belle being a, 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 a Stockholm Syndrome shut-in who has no agency, we make her an inventor herself who who mentors young girls for two seconds. It's just like, I mean, if that's the story you want to tell, don't do a Beauty and the Beast movie. You know, like just... I, just I think I, th- I reckon you could cut... We've been doing these annual podcasts for a, a long time now. I reckon you could cut every time we've talked about a live action Disney remake <laughs> and remove the the nouns, remove the movies that we're talking about, <laughs> and you could play them all in a row and it would be impossible to guess which one we're talking about because they all have the same problems, they all look the same. Like yeah. I don't know, like it's I've I've ran out of stuff to say about these movies and until one is fucking good, I have nothing else to yeah. say about them. And I do I feel sorry for all the actors who are involved because this is such a major opportunity for them. But like mm. especially um is it Halle Bailey? Yes. Yeah. yeah. She I mean like she's a she is a star. Like she has real like talent and I just I yeah, I worry that this is going to be not what she hopes it's going to be and what she deserves. Mm. Well, look at the guy who played Aladdin. He didn't get any work for ages after or Jasmine. Aladdin. Mm. Yeah. And the day that, like, the same week that he was like, I haven't had any a single audition since Aladdin. They were like, we're giving the white character a spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh right. no! Is that still happening? That that show? Surely not. Movie? I don't know. God, it feels like it was ages ago. That who even re- fucking remembers that movie? Mm. <laughs> uh so we're now in the uh final month of the first half of the year so we're wrapping up the first half of this podcast spider-man across the spider-verse jeremy is this one of your most anticipated absolutely not anything that has verse in the title no thank you wow okay so we haven't had any films yet that godzilla vs kong that's a vs it's a verse though it's versus what about um (laughs) if there was like a music film about yeah, like music and lyrics across the universe yes no fuck i <laughs> <laughs> thought we'd got him uh yeah i mean spider-man across the spider-verse like freaking hell yeah this will be either <laughs> this is so dramatic but like this will be either my first or second favorite film of the year surely yeah like i can't imagine not it's gonna have to be really bad for me to not be completely swept away again. Mm. Um, I think I I understand your your tiredness to with this sort of stuff, Jeremy. But like, this that, is the best one. I, yeah, I share that with you. But that tiredness does not extend to into the Spider Verse. And like, I'm so excited just to like. I I, I remember the, my first thought after watching Into the Spider Verse was like, wait, this I was could watch. this is the animated one. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, I'm yeah. on board. I love that. No, no, no. Yeah. This is good. Oh, sorry, right. this is the sequel I, to that. Yeah. Sorry. Because the the last Spider Man movie with um what's no way this, home yeah that had a no didn't wasn't there a verse something verse Spider Man one that's not the animated one no no oh god I'm losing that'd track. be very confusing I bet, no <laughs> people would be no sorry sorry I I, I I I take back what is this I one of your most anticipated of the year yes I uh, really it's our first really one that's three yeah, yeah. really, we got it hey! we got it. <laughs> I, I, I take back what I said about verses. I'm okay if it's an animated Jeremy, you've yeah. become the very thing you sought to destroy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember... Um, but anyway, AJ, you were going to say that the, the first thought you had afterwards was I can't remember a film uh, that got every single 
creative decision right. I wasn't going to say that, but that is true. That's I was what you said say, to me like, when the lights came up. Oh, right. I, I remember thinking, like, I could keep watching this. Mm. This, like, very long children's movie. Mm. I could watch for another couple hours quite happily. And, like, that animation is so addictive to me. And, you know, we see it in, in a bunch of stuff these days. Puss but nowhere too. as good as, as Spider-Verse. <laughs> Puss, Puss and Boots 2 was close, but Spider-Verse, I think, played with the form a little more. Mm. Yeah, I'm so excited for this. It's about time. I'm, I've got yeah very high hopes. For well, the it. thing about Across the uh, like, Into and Across the Spider-Verse is that it's it, it, it's like, you know, something like Puss in Boots is just like, oh, yeah, where it's an animated film. Let's make the animation as beautiful as we can. Spider-Verse is like, well, you've got live action Spider-Man films. Why, why come to the animated one unless we take full advantage of the medium? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I've never seen a film take quite so much advantage of that. Like probably literally, like it feels weird and like a recency bias thing, but it's like, into the spider verse is probably the best animated film ever made wow what a thing to say richard where are we got how many more films have we got left for the first um oh just like 30 or 40 um so transform transformers rise of the beasts you guys excited to return to the transformers universe i cannot Um, believe they're still making them and that's all i'm gonna say um let me double check who um is it michael bay no it's not um well but it's also it's also not a sequel to bumblebee which was absolutely the direction they should have gone i believe yeah it's um stephen cable jr who did creed 2 i don't know i mean i like i'm i'm excited like it's gonna be interesting to see like okay well what kind of transformers move because bumblebee is like an et style like coming of age supernatural sort of film or like coming of age with an otherworldly element and then it's like, well, okay, what if they're just fucking fighting each other again? Like, what is that? Like, can this actually be good, you know? <laughs> it's like when a, 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 like a, the, the execs are all th- sitting around in an, ov- in an office wondering what to do after Bumblebee, and they just can't think of anything. So they're just like, all right, uh, what if we go back to what it looked like before? Yeah, what if they just fight each other again? There's a film called Strays, which I only just learned about through doing this. Um, it's a live action and animated hybrid film about stray cats as an adult comedy film, uh, but it's produced by Lord and Miller. So, you know, I was like, eh, 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 and then Lord and Miller, and I was like, oh, ah, okay, interesting. Um, yeah, not not too many details about it, unfortunately. I'll see if um, we've it's got just a... never bet against Lord and Miller. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, God, those those guys get it uh so it's got jamie fox will ferrell will forte isla fisher randall park um yeah nice seems fun oh it's about uh, stray dogs sorry not stray cats that's like very similar to the game that came out last year yeah <laughs> um the stray cats called stray the flash oh my god we still have to talk about the flash jesus mm. christ can it i reckon don't release it fuck it you're not releasing Batgirl. Don't release mm. this either. Like who? Who at at this point? Who is gagging to go and watch the the Flash movie? Other than the people that Ezra Miller himself is actually gagging and forcing to watch it. <laughs> very so. very dark. <laughs> no, I'm I'm dark about this because I'm really pissed off because when we named my son Ezra, <laughs> I was like. Oh, there's that one actor, but oh well, he's never really going to make it that big. <laughs> and then it's like he made it like more famous, but in sorry, the worst way. Sorry, I hate way. to do this to you, Jeremy, but they, not he. Oh, sorry. 
they became they became more famous and for all the wrong reasons like it's just yeah. like yeah i hope this all blows over and they disappear well, from public i hate view. to say it jeremy but you probably should have came up with a name that was better than ezra <laughs> <laughs> a zing <laughs> it's it's funny because this has got michael keaton back as batman it's got ben affleck back as batman as well but the Michael Keaton was also returning as Batman in Batgirl and in Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, which, but then apparently all audiences found it confusing and they reshot his scenes with Ben Affleck. And then when all the Ezra Miller stuff was happening, it was like, are they, are they going to have to can the flash? And it's so, it was so funny to think that they got Michael Keaton back to play Batman three times and we might never see any of them, (laughs) which is such an unprecedented move in casting as well. And something Mm. they should have done years ago is bring back this, like a a true legacy casting call. Yeah. Mm. Like it's, it's such an enticing idea to me. A universally beloved casting as well. Mm. Like, I mean, Michael Keaton, I don't think you'd find many people who have a bad word to say about his Batman. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's just like hated it. To, the <laughs> the idea that there's I, I think there's some it seems like there's some really interesting creative decisions going on in this movie, but it's like how do you go? I don't know how do you, how do you sort of get excited to watch it with everything that's going on? It this feels impossible. It just feels gross. And if if we ignore all the like ethical responsibilities that we have as consumers of media, at the same time, I'm like. Man, it's it's kind of exciting to watch a studio have to navigate Scramble, shit like this, yeah. and and they'll probably make like the worst decision or whatever. But like, mm. it's just like, well, it's, like a, a responsibility has befallen them, you know. And what do they do? I think Israel like went to rehab or sort of like seeked help for their uh, issues, and the 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 press tour for this film is going to be insane. Oh, surely it's just going to be the director and a couple of the other yeah. like it's yeah. Uh, Elemental. This is new Pixar. Fuck film. it, get Ezra in there. Why not? Yeah. Have them do the press tour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Elemental, new Pixar film. Uh, it's about elements, you know. I'm so. Is this a Pete Doctor film? Uh, it's a check. ripoff of a Pete Doctor film. If it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, does does this not feel like the the um inside out soul this is the next one well, like literally it's like what if inside out but instead of emotions elements like even i don't the, know i dig it i think it looks cool even the character design is like i don't know it's yeah. just uh it's a, a peter son who oh, um has only made one other film at pixar i believe which was the good dinosaur <laughs> Oh, no. And you know what? It's 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 somewhat bedfellows with the good dinosaur as well because it's one of these rare Pixar movies which is set in like an alternate universe. You know, there's no connection to the real world. Um, I don't know if it's that rare though. Oh, yeah, I guess I don't know. Anyway, Rarer. the uh, Peter Sign also voices Socks the cat in Lightyear. <laughs> oh no, shit! That's yeah. crazy. What a weird connection interesting yeah yeah i mean yeah i mean until it's like it is one of these things that it's such a like a family guy cutaway gag about a new pixar film yeah i guess so but you know 
I feel like maybe we've reached a point in pop culture where that kind of thing is happening a lot. Like, mm. we're getting these, like, we're talking about, like, how it's saying how, like, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey feels like Arrested Development. Mm. It's like... Well, there's, the, there's fucking Milf Island um, is, like, an actual reality show now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. After being a, jo- a years-long running joke on 30 Rock. Yeah, and I, I think, like, that maybe we're just getting too quick as 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 people who watch movies we're getting too quick to to judge something and call it a parody and we're working faster than the artists who are trying to just authentically make stuff (laughs) (laughs) um just a couple more for the first half of the year asteroid city this is wes anderson's new film how nice i believe it's the stars tom hanks and it's his first time working with tom hanks Uh uh-oh tom hanks he hasn't uh, he's been making some bad choices he can come back he can come back <laughs> like how what a weird thing to think about tom hanks though out of like my entire life of watching movies the idea that mm. this year i go tom hanks is in it i wonder if it's going to be any good like come <laughs> on what a weird situation to be in <laughs> all right do you want me to give you the cast mm-hmm. uh oh maybe it doesn't actually have Oh, this is oh, it does have is this a, um, is a stop motion animated one no or is that's coming later in the year um tilda swinton adrian adrian brody tom hanks margot robbie rupert friend jason schwartzman scarlett johansson bright cranston hope davis jeff goldblum jeffrey riot leaf schreiber tony revelori matt dillon sophia lillis steve park maya hawk fisher stevens jake ryan ethan josh lee edward norton steve carell hong chow willem defoe grace edwards aristotle mehan rita wilson and jarvis cocker what are they all going to do? That's what, such a massive cast. Well, the thing about like Wes Anderson films is that, it, yeah, like, uh, you know, they walk past uh, someone selling newspapers on the street. Yeah. And it's Jason Schwartzman. Like, there's no there's no role too small for a Wes Anderson film. Yeah, yeah. Like, Saoirse Ronan, I think, like, she just smiles in his most, in that, what was the French Dispatch? There's like. She had a bit more than that. I remember, I just, yeah, I can't remember. Anyhow, I never saw it. Yeah, I mean, this is one that (laughs) I'll I'll give you the the plot synopsis a few. It's apparently the cast has been described as being larger than most other Anderson films that are, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, ensemble on nature in 1955 students and parents from across the country gather for a scholarly competition rest slash recreation comedy drama and romance at a junior stargazer convention held in a fictional american desert town sounds fun i'll check it out in, he? he's sort of becoming a parody of himself yeah well he always was like yeah. i mean you know as someone who's i mean he's rides that line between art and camp i mm. think like but that's his thing like that's what he wants to do and that's yeah. what makes him an auteur um (laughs) and it's always the thing is it's always worth seeing what he's doing because he is so he's so outside of trend yeah and that's what's really beautiful about artists is that they actually don't give a rip about whether or not what they love doing fits it is funny like um i always say like oh i feel like i got on the wes anderson train too late and yeah, i mean Darjeeling I, limited it was the wrong yeah, train. Yeah, very nice that uh because moonrise kingdom was the first film with it as i saw and i saw it in the cinema when it came out and but now it's like most of the people who would say wes anderson's their favorite director would have seen his like grand Budapest would have been their first film that they saw or like they weren't even born when moonrise kingdom came out because <laughs> um but so it, it, four years old well it's like 10 years old 
12 years old. Isn't four I? years old, Jeremy. <laughs> what a crazy number. Like 2011 or 12? Oh, I'm too old. That, maybe that 12, feels 13. way too recent. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that it's like, it's, it's just funny now that it's like, oh, I actually have been aware of and watching Wes Anderson films for like half his career now, but yeah, yeah, I yeah. still don't really... I'm, if you I didn't still, get I in still, at Royal Tenenbaums, you yeah, still feel late. That's the deal. Yeah. So, so I, I've, uh, Moonrise Kingdom was the first Wes Anderson movie I ever saw. I saw it in theaters as well. No, you're, th- you're thinking I, of me, AJ. That was my experience. No, no, it was me. But get this. <laughs> I'd never heard of him before oh, well, Moonrise you're Kingdom. You're a loser then. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, there's a film called No Hard Feelings. It's a coming of age comedy drama starring Jennifer Lawrence. She's doesn't do that many roles and a coming of age comedy drama. I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Keep an eye out for that one. But the last film we're going to talk about in this part one uh, is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I haven't marked this as one I'm most anticipated. Jeremy, is this one of yours? I, 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 this is not the first time I'm hearing about it, but it might as well be for all I know about it. Like, right. I just know that this is being filmed. Mm. I, I know trailer. pretty much. No- Have you seen the trailer? I haven't seen any. I haven't mm. even been served up the trailer by YouTube or anything. No. But the idea of it, I'm not anticipating. Like I, I the idea I, of an Indiana Jones film. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm just like, no, you tried. Yeah, no, you already tried. You failed. No, it is interesting because like there was this whole movement for a while that it's like every character should get a Logan style send off directed by James Mangold, and <laughs> like, and it was like it was it became a meme. There was like someone said there was it, it became like a copy pasta of like do it with this, get James Mangold to direct it. And James Mangold's directing this and it's a send-off for the character. And so it's kind of, is it actually going to be like that? Who knows? Yeah. Is he fighting Nazis? He actually is. It's about um, the race to the moon. And, and there were actual Nazis in, um, in NASA that got us to the moon. And so um, uh, Mads Mikkelsen is playing the villain in this film and looks very much like a wanting to evoke imagery of the face melty guy from yeah, yeah, the first yeah. film yeah as soon as you said Mads Mikkelsen I was like oh there you are. I see what they're going for Phoebe uh, Waller-Bridge as well oh really Phoebe Waller-Bridge plays his goddaughter. Yeah. Oh, bring and, me in and then okay fine <laughs> the daughter of the the old guy who was his friend in the, in with, the, the, with the round movie. spectacles yeah, who, the, who I think the actor died, so it's his his character's daughter. Oh yeah, and he was like the English professor at the university. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and so I imagine going forward, whatever, because you don't you don't just make a final Indiana Jones movie, you set up the the plethora of sequels and opportunities and spin-offs and disney plus shows and i would not be surprised if phoebe waller bridge has let's just say signed a couple of contracts we haven't mm. heard about publicly uh, for future films uh a friend of mine worked on this film they got on to working in film and um this was the first film they worked on and they just told me a massive spoiler the other day oh. um <laughs> without realizing it like it was um like yeah she was like oh anchors blah 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 um i think that's been reported and i was like and then i looked up afterwards I was like, that hasn't been reported <laughs> <laughs> how tantalizing well we shan't do you guys want to know what it is uh, tell, even, tell me no, if, yeah. <laughs> even though it won't, it won't, the, the it's it's tantalizing getting a cole popter exclusive but i also don't want to get your friend in trouble because mm. you just couldn't have been more specific about who they were just then so. <laughs> um, uh, but i don't know i i feel like um 
I'm I'll go see this. I think this is for a lot of films. I think I'm anticipating it like I'll probably be anticipating it more further to it than I am now because right now it's yeah, just right. like another thing on the list. Well, there was the thing, and I think about the trailer as well that I was like, oh, this is just another indie adventure. Like I was expecting more of like a the just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in kind of thing. And it just seems a little bit more like, oh, he's still doing this. I don't know. It's been, I only watched the trailer once and I have a, this uncanny ability to immediately forget trailers. So <laughs> yeah, no, I, I am looking forward to it, but it's not one of my most anticipated necessarily. But yeah, I think as the time comes, yeah, maybe we will. So that's the first half of the year up until June. AJ, do you have any awesome. closing remarks? Well, I just want to say that thank you very much for listening to our first half of the year. What we're going, we're all going to watch all of these films. There won't be a single one we'll miss. Um, <laughs> Jeremy, you're going to have raining. to do the lion's work of those of those Gemma films. I'm not watching Book Club too. <laughs> yes, you will. Um, I the, probably the, fucking the, will. The boomer will. audience of TVNZ demands will. it. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> uh, the the uh, the rain from Auckland has made its way to Christchurch. So if you're hearing a a lovely little drizzle, that's what that is. But if you enjoyed this episode, um, please hop on the Discord and tell us what your most anticipated film of the year is. Uh, next week we will be continuing a conversation about this. Uh, and yeah, I mean, what else is there? Like Stick us on for the Instagram and Twitter. Scene. Stick around for the post-credit scene coming at you after this music ends. Um, and if you want to get involved in that, then head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash coldpopshire. Help us make this show uh, the best it can be by giving us your money. Uh, and yeah, we'll be back next week with what's the first film we're talking about next week? Um, well, I can tell you it's not the first film we've got next week, but the big okay, discussion we're going to be having is uh, the in July this year, we are getting Barbie and Oppenheimer on the same day. Kaboom. Welcome along to the post-credit scene. This is a segment at the end of each episode where if you donate five dollars or more over at patreon.com slash you get to give us something to talk about in this the post-credit scene. Richard and Jeremy, who is it from and what is it? Today's one comes to us from Sam Page, who says, When will you be bringing back meme chat as a segment? Jeremy, you want to take this? <laughs> this was a reference to, I reckon, a season one episode. Season- a 2016 oh. episode episode yeah, that we, we we opened with welcome to meme chat here um, come dap boy here come dap boy and sam who's a friend of ours fucking loved this joke <laughs> has, has like single-handedly kept it alive all these years um when will it be coming back tell you what get us to 100 patrons <laughs> we'll do we'll start a new podcast exclusive to patreon called meme chat and we'll get jeremy on every episode dead boy how confident <laughs> confident i am that it won't happen is <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. <laughs> 